The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. All right. We're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our uh, live podcast here on Facebook. If you are listening to the podcast recording, like that sounds super fun. I want to participate. Just join our Facebook group, Grow My Cleaning Company on Facebook. Totally free, about 16,000, 17,000 members. Um, and then you can participate live. So if uh, for those of you that are watching, not listening, you may notice um, the lovely lady that is hostessing for uh, with me today is not Lindsay, who we love. It is my bride, Natalie. We are recording this slash going live on Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving. On, I'm a little under the weather, weather. So if my brain works, I promise I'm not drinking just a little, a uh, little sick trying to trying to pull this bad boy off. We are recording on Valentine's Day and we're actually in Orlando. I don't know. I guess that could just really be any hotel room, but you'll have to trust me that we're in Orlando. Um, and we just did an event for our next level folks and Lindsay's actually traveling home and it's so she can't uh, she couldn't do it and it's Valentine's Day and I'm with my bride the love of my life and uh I know a lot of you guys and gals out there are married so we tend to have uh Valentine's Day uh episodes with my bride um in honor to kind of walk through what that can look like so anything to add before we jump in Natalie uh no I'm just excited to uh to hear what you have to say we're going both ways, sister. So um, I just be complete. One of our core values be real. So I want to make sure I'm real with you. My bride and I have been married. Well, gosh, we've been married for 13 years, 14 here in, in May. Mm-hmm. And we dated for uh, probably four years before that. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the end of our dating, we kind of worked together. When we were first married, we worked together full time for probably five, six, seven years and longer uh, than that i think it was like 10 10 yeah well it feels like 20 for my bride so (laughs) just complete cards on the table we aren't working together anymore we're still married happily well i'm happy hopefully my bride is also happy Uh, and we made an intentional decision not to work together um because i was okay i i wouldn't say i liked it but i think natalie was a good partner but i think i was kind of a jerk boss which is weird because and i shouldn't say boss because not her boss but therein lies the rub right like for our teammates who are not married to me, <laughs> which is all but Natalie, uh, just in case you wonder what we got going on here, it's very easy for me to treat them with respect and love and caring and really not be short and just treat them with the respect that everybody deserves, including my wife. And it was so frustrating for me because I would treat, not in front of the other employees, but like my wife I'd be short with or a little more demanding or just didn't give her the grace that she frankly deserved that I would give the other employees, which is so weird. Cause I'm like, I love my employees, but not like forever until death do us part kind of love. And then I found my bride who's an amazing wife treat me with the same respect that the other employees, you know, she kind of gets snippy with me and kind of not do stuff. And it was kind of a Mexican standoff where I'm like, you know, if an employee did this, I'd fire him. She's like, fire me old man. What are you like? I don't want to do this job in the first place. So I tried, I tried really hard to get fired. You wouldn't fire me. It was. Oh, I did. You know, we've been uh, and we've eventually, been, yeah, yeah, and it's probably been five years now, and I would say our marriage is much better. So the reason I share all of that is I think there's a lot of you guys and gals out there that might have that same 
situation or some of those same feelings. And, you know, when people would ask us, oh my gosh, how do you like working together? You know, we'd have one of two answers like, oh, it's fine. We love it. It's great. Or, uh, you know, it's, you know, we're not, we're going to not kill each other. Ha ha ha. Like kind of make a joke about it. That was 20% a joke and 80% like, well, not. this is appropriate time for the award that I won. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Our event. So I won, we just did our, Hold on, let, me, let me set it up. So okay. at our event, we give awards to our members because we love them. And, you know, it, we, anywhere from cutest couple to best marketer to most improved since last event. And uh, my bride was not in the room and Lindsay, who I love, <laughs> snuck this award in. So I was giving the awards to, you know, the members and I read this one out loud and I will uh, turn it over to my bride. Can you read that? Um, well, keep in mind, my love, this is being podcast. So even if they can't okay. read it, it doesn't it work has. so well. Well, you read it, read it. Most likely to kill Mike in sleep. And the lucky winner was my bride, Natalie. And Lindsay thought it was hilarious. She wanted to make sure I got it home to Natalie. Natalie <laughs> thought, everyone thought it was hilarious. I thought it was mildly amusing. So the reason we go through all of that is because A, I wanted to create space for people that might be feeling that way. And B, kind of give some insight as to what worked and didn't work for us and what we've seen. And that's right. And really give, um, since Natalie doesn't come on very often, give the spouse's perspective. So don't get this as a man, woman, because it's typically the owner and the non-owner, right? Or the supporter, whatever you want to call it. So don't, you know, if you're a female and you're the owner, you've got a husband, don't be like, oh, I've got to identify with Mike's site. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the, it's more role specific than gender specific. So two goals of this is a, just to, or three goals, a, just to let you know, it's okay if you have a good marriage and love each other and work together and even work together where you enjoy it. And, you know, there were some good parts of it. I don't want to say it was all bad. Like we, there was some benefit, but my wife was just unhappy, right? Um, I was looking back, I think it was, wasn't as happy as I could have been. And my wife was just really unhappy. So any version of that is okay is step one. Two, kind of give you some tools of how you can maybe navigate your way through that. And then three, um, give my bride a, a chance to speak. So those owners out there who is predominantly listening can hear, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes our spouses speak to us and we can't hear it or we have filters up. So it doesn't make sense. Whereas maybe Natalie could speak and you'd be like, oh, you know, no filters. You can kind of hear what some of the things that your, your spouse might be feeling. So let's actually do in reverse order. Hopefully you've gotten some encouragement. Like, okay, it's okay if we don't always get along and it's okay if it's hard and it's okay if we fight sometimes about the business. Um, let's skip to my wife's thoughts and make sure you bring up and say whatever you want, but don't forget the, uh, I think part of what she didn't love is as owners, we are constantly want to talk about our business, right? It's our mistress. It's it's our favorite thing. And even the worst spouses are completely intolerant. And I've got the best spouse and she still wasn't a huge fan. So that said, why don't you give the owners out there, Natalie, just your perspective of how you felt, what I did that helped, what I did that didn't help so they can kind of have some tools. Sure. Um, a quick background though. I grew up with my parents working together in that same dynamic. And so I grew up seeing how my parents interacted where my dad was the boss and my mother was the follower. And so in my mind, that was like the standard. Although my dad being just a completely different kind of person, he was born in 1925. He had had two wives and five kids before he met my mom. So he was calm and cool and collected. Like he had this world of experience. So I never saw him lose his temper with my mom. I never saw him lose his cool. And so I just assumed 
that's what it would be like to work with family. But that's a rarity. That's not reality. When we work with family, we don't bite our tongues. We don't hold back. We allow other things in our personal lives and our relational lives to create filters into how we're hearing something. And then people think in different ways. Mike is very black and white. I'm very, you know, gray scale. And so he might be saying, hey, you're not standing, you're, you're not doing what you committed to do. And I'm like, oh, but I'm like 80% of the way there. He's like, this is a pass or fail. And in my mind, I'm hearing I'm dumb or I'm stupid or I'm lazy or whatever, which is not at all what he's saying. He's just expressing this is a task. I've asked you to do it. I've trusted you to do it. And you haven't done it. But the way I'm hearing it and internalizing it is not what he's saying. And so it's really, really important to like kind of self-check yourself and to say, is this really what my spouse is saying? And is this really what I'm feeling? And then being able to communicate it so you can elevate your communication. Because I think when you work with a spouse, it can be challenging because you don't end, right? It's not like you go to work eight to five and then you come home and you tell your spouse who you trust and love, man, my boss was such a jerk today. <laughs> you come home to your same boss and now you have to switch from you know, having an argument with your boss to having dinner and, you know, quality time with your boss. And so it, it feels like the business part never ends. So for us, we are very intentional about setting after a while, setting a time that we're like, okay, after this, there's no business talk. Like we can actually be um, a couple and a, you know, in a marriage and not just business partners or, uh, you know, boss and employee. And that was extremely helpful. Um, and I think we depend on each other quite a bit, you know, like for me, I'm, I'm infinitely accept, accept, accessible to Mike. And so he'll ask me to do a lot of different things rather than other employees, because I can do it instantly. And then I start to kind of feel like, well, why don't you have an employee do it? And he's like, because they can't during these hours. And so there's a lot of just miscommunication and and misunderstanding of like what the rules and rules are. And if you can like work that out, amazing, um, truly helpful. And, you know, I, I think it's been great since we hired people to replace me. And now I do like a little, I do the social media. So if you want to check out Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, that's, that's the stuff that I do with Mike. But um for the day to day, it's been really nice that we just kind of have our own separations. And if there's a specific task that he wants me to do, I'm able to do it. Um, but what what do you think about that, Mike? I have um, taken all these notes because I've got all sorts of stuff uh, to say. Uh, okay, so a couple of things. First, I want to tag on or reiterate one of the things Natalie said that's really important. I always thought Natalie heard what I said the way I said it, the way I meant it, which is. I don't say rarely true, but true a lot less often than I thought it was. Right. So, and if you're more pragmatic like me, um, you'll be like, well, that's not what I said. But if you're like most humans and probably your spouse, especially if you're a business owner, we're a little more pragmatic. Um, oftentimes like, well, you kind of said it like a jerk or it's like, it's not unreasonable for it to hear when I go, Hey, you didn't get this done. You said you would. So just, we have to understand that and get out of our own way on that. So I just want to encourage you guys and gals. And oftentimes she'd say stuff that I, I had filters on. 
Hey, amazing people, you may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask that can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. One of the problems about working with a spouse is there's really an infinite amount of work when you're running a business, right? There's literally always something you could be doing. You could work 24 seven and that could not be enough. And you could have your spouse work 24 seven. That might not be enough. And as business owners, one of the mistakes that we coach people out of is working too hard. Um, and certainly usually we'll work till we're exhausted and we'll drag our poor spouse in, whether it's cleaning or admin or payroll or whatever, and then get them till they're done. And we just kind of keep bringing them out. And the reality of the situation is, and this is a mistake I see people make throughout business. And when I say people, I mean me <laughs> many, many times. And that's what helps me see it so much so quickly in other people's business is we'll put the easy person in the job, not the right person. So when it comes to cleaners, we'll have a crappy funnel that really sucks to go through and it's painful. And we'll get someone to say yes, that they'll take the job and show up. And we know they're not a good fit. We know they're going to stink, but by golly, they said, yes. So we get them started and it works out great for the first 10 seconds, 10 minutes, 10 days. And then it blows up in our face and we kind of have that cycle. It's exactly the same with our spouse, right? Like Natalie, God bless her would, you know, cause she, you know, I put her kind of in this owner category, right? As an owner, we have to be able to do everything, right? When you start, typically you're the only employee you, so your, your name's on everything, right? So you, my, my job experience prior to working with Mike was bartending, uh, selling skincare and cocktailing. So not a really diverse. Well, and you worked with your parents in a family business. True. I did. I, I did interior design for hotels, but with my father and my mother and my brother, which is a totally different dynamic. But with you, we started with the construction company and all of a sudden I was like, I'm learning accounting i'm learning bidding jobs i'm learning how to do davis bacon wage reports and all these other things it was a steep learning curve which was very challenging for me but there was no time for me to learn it so it was a very tense um learning curve but you know you, you become adaptable I think. well in the point i was making wasn't the steep learning curve it was natalie's natural inclin abilities were not suited to the jobs that we were giving her. I was giving her the jobs I wasn't suited to do. And some of them by it's really just by luck happened to be because we're different people. Well, I'm not good at this. Well, Natalie is, but just all of the things I wouldn't weren't good at weren't by definition things she was good at. So certainly there was a learning curve, which isn't fair, but more importantly than that, even if she had all the time in the world, there's just things that is an owner. Cause again, she does own, you know, we, we are partners. She did own it. So it's not like, you know, she was an employee, but there's certain things she's just never going to be great at. And the first couple of things I ask any team member to do, and they do a bad job that I want to say it's on them. And then after that, it's on me. Like when they keep failing over and over again, it's like, okay, it's eventually it's on me, but really it's on us as the owner the whole time. Cause I found the person I put them in. I allowed them to do it. I gave them the training or lack thereof. I accepted the result. So I think a big part of the problem um, from the owner side is we just have unrealistic expectations. And when it comes to an employee, it's very cut and dry. Like they need more training or they're not a good fit. I'll fire them. And it's pretty much, there's not a lot out, you know, either upgrade or out off board them. But with our spouse, we're just completely 
you know, it's bad enough. Like we talk about cleaners and they say, yes, and we know they're no good, but we hire them and it blows up, but that it blows up because they leave. And then hopefully we'll learn our lesson. The spouse, you know, my poor bride was kind of a hostage, right? She wasn't great at many of the things I had her do, but I was too dumb to fire her and she was too nice to quit. So we just let it run for way too long. So this doesn't mean no couples can work together in any circumstances at all, but I don't know that Natalie ever had a great desire to do a lot of the things. She's a great partner. And I, I got to say one of the benefits for me, and you guys can take this if you like, is when Natalie was kind of on the team, I didn't have her board member perspective, right? Anytime I talked to her, she's like right in it with me so she couldn't get the perspective I like. One of the unintended benefits I found of having her outside of the company is we can have conversations and it's a lot because it's the day-to-day stuff's out because she doesn't know what's going on or she doesn't care. Or she's just not in touch, which is fine. That's the plan. I don't get into a lot of that minutia, which I know she appreciates. And then when I have a real conversation that the other owner, the, my partner in this business, even if she's not an active partner, has a thought. And because she's not in the middle, she has a different perspective. So this is yeah. a little benefit. So I guess the, the summary I want to give, and then I'm going to open it to Natalie anyway she sees fit, is there's an infinite amount of work. We'll start using up our time and then we'll start using up our spouse's time till they quit, get pissed, get fed up. We start fighting, whichever. Um, it's our fault, right? When, when things go poorly, we got to own that. It's never your spouse's fault if you're the owner, right? Now, if you're partners and you've agreed, we're going to start this together, that's different. But if you're kind of the owner and your spouse is like, I just want to support you, you're like, great, clean toilet 60 hours a week. And that's not really what they want. You know, that's on you. Um, last thing I found, like we talked about the infinite amount of work I found with Natalie's free labor, which is just terrible because a lot of times as owners, we see our labor is free. Oh, I can clean a toilet. It saves me money. It's free. It's like, that's the most expensive time you have. You're the cut dang owner, right? So sometimes, certainly not intentionally, but looking back unintentionally, there were things that I thought, man, it'd be really great to test this or to try this. And I think, I think this could be good, but I would say to myself, I don't have enough time to do it. But what I really meant is not enough priority to take the very limited amount of time I've got and I can't pay anyone because I don't think it's going to work. Or not, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's not enough proof of yeah. positive return. So I'll have Natalie try it. So she was trying a bunch of stuff that just wasn't failing. And I was like, well, that's, you know, and then all of a sudden when she was gone, like we just stopped doing that stuff. So if you can't afford to hire someone to do it, it might not need to be done or test it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you're like, well, no, it's got to be done. Well, then you can pay someone to do it. I can't afford it. Well, then it can't be that good. You know what I'm saying? There's, if you're in a for-profit endeavor, there's, there are no employees on your team, spouse or otherwise that are like, that should be, you know, I'm paying this person and nothing's coming back. There's got to be some sort of straight line to return on investment. If you can't find it, you should probably fire that employee, whether it's your spouse or not. Right. So just running them through the ringer, um, isn't ideal. All right. Any, uh, encouragement for both the spouses out there, Natalie, that may be listening, that the their spouse, their owner said, Hey, not their owner, the owner of the company, not owner of their spouse, uh, that the owner of the company may have said, listen to this. And then any encouragement to the owners out there of how they can work together with their spouse, if that makes sense. So um, I think with spouses, especially if um, you're the wife and the husband is the business owner, we have this underlying current of wanting to help support and please our spouse. And so we'll say yes. If, if you're lucky as a spouse, your spouse feels this way. Many don't. So for me, that was that way. And so I would never say no. Mm. I would never say I'm not going to do that. 
and I would take on way more than I was capable of. And then Mike would get frustrated because I said yes, but internally I was like, well, how could I say no? So there's that. So being able to set those limits, but in a way that's like, hey, I'm not being a jerk. I just, I can't, I can't do that to the level that you need. It wouldn't be a service to you. Or and even then, you've asked me to do A, B, and C. This is D. I'm a little concerned. I'll do my best, but I'm a little concerned I can get them all done. Can you help me prioritize? Or do you really, maybe A isn't as much of a priority? Like some conversation, you know, because obviously we're not saying if you've agreed to help your spouse, it's just like, I'm not doing that, old man. Shut up. Not helpful. But saying yes to a bunch of stuff that there's just no way you can do, not helpful. So right. whatever that conversation looks like for you of, let me just be honest with you. Here's the capacity that I have. Here's what I think I can do. And again, the beautiful thing about Natalie, and this is very owner behavior, is not just that she would say yes. I think she thought she could do it. So it wasn't like she's like, I know I can't do this. She thought she could. And then just. I'm really that dumb is what he's saying. <laughs> not dumb, just. And I love it. Like that, that optimistic, <laughs> we'll figure that out is a great attitude to have. But obviously, it's got to be mixed with a little realism so you don't you know keep burning yourself out like you did. So I just want to mention there's two comments from Shannon Norling McLean. She hey, said, and then she said, I think this can also be really relatable with working with other close family members. And I agree. I worked with my mom, my brother, and my dad. And even though my dad, I think in my opinion, was probably like the coolest cucumber ever. Like they, you know, there's a saying, cool as a Dane. My dad was Danish. He never lost his cool. But my mother and my brother and I, we'd get real snippy and just, you know, not bite our tongues because it's like, where are you going to go? You know, you're stuck with us. Um, so absolutely, Shannon, we can definitely, that translates to working with that, even best friends, like we have a hard time with that. Um, and then also one thing that we learned when, two things actually that are really important, Mike would ask me to do things that intrinsically were very difficult for me, like difficult conversations or cold calling people or doing something that I physically like have serious issues with for him is like, just do it. And so instead of saying, no, I'm not willing to do that. I would do my own version and work around. So instead of calling the person and being direct, I would send a text or email and then just like bury my head in the sand. And that was not great. So identifying what things, what strengths and weaknesses your spouse has and trying to modify what you ask them to do will probably get you better results. And then when we ended up starting replacing me with people, because I was kind of doing a lot of different things we noticed that like when we hired like the accounting firm and like the marketing people and lindsay and like all of these other people it it brought our company up to a different level because one person can't do six jobs well but a highly specialized person that can do a crucial job can do so much better and i think firing me was probably the best thing that you could have done for grow my cleaning company because i was holding you back I was like a blanket, like a security blanket, but I was holding you back. That's a great point. So let's end with that, um, guys, gals. That's a writer downer. Uh, security blanket is exactly the right word. Like it was more emotional support than you're the best person for this job. And not to mention my poor bride was unhappy, right? Like, no, who, who cares if the business, even if the business was wildly successful and she and I are unhappy or God forbid there's a divorce, like there is nothing more, no higher, more expensive on your, on your team than a divorce. I can assure you. So couldn't agree more. And I just want to kind of break down that 
for the people out there who are trying to exit their spouses or have their spouse freed up to do, you know, live their lives or do something different. Now, I think Natalie was probably only working depending on when 10 to 30 hours a week. So I don't want you to think like she was working 70 hours a week and we had to like replace, um, she's giving me the thumbs up, but you would always say it's a, 20 or 30 hour job. Why are you putting a hundred hours into it? I would take so much longer because I would do it my way, not your way. The point is when we replaced <laughs> her, we didn't replace her with, we replaced her with like three or four people, but they didn't add up to the hours that she thinks she's working. They were only working two or three or four or five hours each. Right. So right. like Natalie said, she wasn't, she's an okay accountant. She could do a good job, but account, an accountant's a good accountant. You know, like if we had to tile our bathroom, I'm sure given long enough and enough YouTube videos, we could do it in, you know, six weeks and you get a real professional there. That's all they do. They'd have it done in two days, right? And probably better, better done. So the point I'm saying is I wanted to share that we replaced Natalie with like three or four people, not because she was working, you know, 40 hours a week times four times, you know, 160 hours a week, but because she... I treat her as an owner and we feel as an owner, oh, she can do anything. And she could because she was the owner. So like things that other people wouldn't do, she could do. But again, just like tiling the bathroom, we could do it, but that doesn't mean we're the right person to put in the job. So I just want to encourage you when you're letting your spouse go, it can be frustrating because you try and hire one other person to do all of those jobs. And I don't know that there's there's very few, if any humans, certainly not for what we could afford, that could do all the jobs that Natalie was doing well. So you try and replace an owner who gets half of the benefits, so, you know, effectively, or all the, you know, we own it together, um, with another person of equal or greater skill set for not that much money, but they don't get that much benefit. They get a flat, it, it fails miserably. So be okay to decentralize the power and go, we don't need to hire a full-time person or even someone of 30 hours a week. We can hire three or four people that work. Like thin slicing, like what you say. Right. Okay. So Clean Nation, hopefully that helps make your Valentine day just a little bit better. If you are, and this, by the way, the concepts we're talking about here, how to get your spouse out of the, the, the company, spoiler alert, it's exactly how to get you out of the company, right? Because you're probably doing a bunch of jobs that you're not the best in the world at, but you're the only guy, gal that'll say yes and do it all. And a lot of them don't need to be done because you're not getting paid. So a lot of these concepts concepts flow right through to getting you out as well. If you uh, if this has been helpful and you'd like more, go to growmycleaningcompany.com. Tons of free resources on exactly how to grow your cleaning company. Don't even think there's anything for sale. Feel free to Google uh, Grow My Cleaning Company Facebook group. Join us there. And uh, we put out three of these podcasts every week. Come join. See you there. Bye, guys. Happy Valentine's. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.